It's 5 p.m. on a Friday night of a long weekend. You've worked all month at clearing this time to celebrate your son's birthday. You're just about to log out of your computer, and your client emails you an emergency task that will take you at least eight hours to fulfill, and they need it by Monday at noon. What do you do? You are listening to the Ideas in Motion podcast, a journey of self-discovery, unapologetic confidence, and setting intentions for every season in your life. This episode is all about boundaries, how to say no without guilt. Okay, so you heard the first scenario. This is another one. You're at work and another employee calls in sick, canceling all of their shifts for the weekend. And you are the only one that could fill them. Are you really? In your heart, you want to say no. It's at the tip of your tongue. But then yes comes out. And as you say yes, there's a pit in your stomach. So really, what do you do? Boundaries are a tricky thing. And ultimately, you're the one responsible for creating them and knocking them down. If you've been a yes person all your life, then that's how people know you. You can't just draw a line in the sand and begin saying no. Well, you can, but you won't be that popular. You first need to declare what those boundaries are to yourself so that you can practice self-discipline. I'm a recovering yes girl who relapses once in a while. It feels good to help others. It feels amazing to save the day. And I'm not saying give those things up. It's an amazing quality to give over and above expectations. But if it doesn't feel okay, if you're letting yourself down somewhere else, that's not okay. And the person you are serving has no idea there's a problem. Because you take it with a smile and deliver every time. So this episode here that we're listening to right now is somewhat of an add-on episode to episode 26. So if you haven't listened to that, um, it's called Work From Home, Expectations Versus Reality. Go back and listen if you haven't listened to that. There are two types of boundaries we're going to touch on in this uh, episode, personal boundaries and professional boundaries. It's my belief that the two work together to form your clarity boundary statement. You don't need to share your statement with anyone. This is something for you that will give you better decision-making power. If you don't have boundaries in place, other people will always have more control over your schedule than you do. If you answer a text from your client at 5 a.m. or on the weekend, your client will be signaled that you are open then and will continue to do it. This is fine if you've predetermined those are your working hours. On the personal side, What do you want your life to look like and feel like? How would a perfect day or week make you feel? Hold on to that and write that down. Boundaries do more than ensure you have time freedom. They also improve the work you do, the respect you get, and your overall quality of life. Many of us are service-oriented. We go above and beyond to keep clients happy as means to keep clients and income coming in. Definitely those are best practices to live by. However, add boundaries and you will be even more valuable. Boundaries will help ensure higher quality work from you. So what are some simple changes that you can make today? Start with your smartphone. (laughs) Yep, I said it. I have a personal policy that I do not put work apps on my smartphone. And it's always 
set in silent mode and do not disturb. Always. No Slack, no emails, no teamwork, and very limited social apps around my phone. Inside the apps on my phone, absolutely no notifications are turned on. That way I hear no bleeps, bings, and see no red notifications on my phone with the amount of things I've missed. There are certain windows, of course, I change this for, but when I'm on a break or away from my computer, I'm away from work. That's a personal boundary that anchors my professional boundary with my clients. If I see it, I know I just can't let it sit there without responding. And guess what? That's on me, not the client. Give yourself a smartphone boundary checklist and implement it. You will immediately have more time, be more productive, and to follow your work plan to get things done before adding more to-dos, right? Set yourself an indulgent phone time. I'm not saying get rid of the smartphone. Maybe once or twice a day, use it however you want or don't. It's up to you. If you're used to being an immediate responder, challenge yourself to check in every 90 minutes. When you're not working, turn all notifications off. That way, when you're away, you're away. If someone is so impatient that they can't wait 24 hours for you because it's Sunday, it's probably someone you don't want to work with anyway. Professional boundaries are more centered, in my opinion, around your scope of practice. What are things that you primarily do for your clients and want to do? It's important for you to know what you are an expert in and what you don't want or won't do or don't want to do. There's a ton of value in learning and never stop learning. And sometimes you got to just do things you don't like to do. But there is a time also to lean in deeper to a focal point so that you can provide your brain capacity to go deeper. The more you need to flip the toggle switch from task type to task type, the more mental energy we use. The more mental energy we use, the harder it is to produce quality work after four to five hours. If you do freelance or virtual assistant work, think about a client that asked you to do something for them that was out of your scope. Did it energize you? Did it zap your energy? Did you love it? Or did you sing from the rooftops when it was over and cross your fingers they'd never ask you for it again? There is no wrong answer. You just need to know for yourself so that you can apply boundaries if needed, if wanted, or when the time comes that you're, you know, moving deeper into a focus. At times I feel guilty with my boundary setting. But I need to remind myself that the recovering people pleaser inside of me doesn't need to feel that. You don't need an excuse. We train people how they can treat us. For lack of a better term, you know. So if you're in a place where you know you have a lot of work ahead of you to get to where you want to be, I get you. I know that feeling. Start where you can and continuously work to where you want to be. Give yourself time to untrain the people you feel are infringing on your boundaries. You've let them in. Get used to being told you're busy all the time. Having boundaries will make you appear busy all the time. The difference is you will not show up late, frazzled, or scattered. 
you'll show up the professional you are with a calm, clear mind. Practice your scheduling well, and it will remind you that you have ample time for your life activities and desires beyond the computer screen. Setting boundaries requires the ability to have your own personal policy written just for you. And it's helpful to have some kind declining and boundary setting templates written and ready for when needed. Some of the exercise we went through today are embedded in the Ideas in Motion Day Planner, which is the Ideas in Motion podcast show sponsor. It's a system within the day planner that works to keep you focused on what matters to you now. I won't make you figure out a list of a million goals. Instead, I walk you through a simpler process so that you win your days more frequently. It's available as a digital version on my website. Time really is a gift that we can't take for granted. It's our only resource that is unrenewable. I'll have all the show notes and the links to the planner down below. Be sure if this podcast was helpful to you, you subscribe so you don't miss a new one on on whatever player that you are on. Uh, You share it out. That's how we get more people into this community. And I thank you for spending this time with me. Until next time, bye for now.